Hey, Teresa, why did the guy have explosive foot odor? Why? Because he had mistletoes. It's your manners. Is that not it? What? Hello, Internet. You're listening to Shanners. I'm your husband host. What? You say that... You're right. You're looking at me like you're waiting for me to do it. Listen, it's an early Saturday morning. Let's try it again. (laughs) Hello, Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Shanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions, Hello, dear. See, we did it. Yeah, but it's been like two weeks, so... (laughs) I th- yeah, I, I think you understand where I'm coming from. Hi, everybody. This is an early Saturday morning recording. Teresa and I are still in our PJs. The Beebs is watching Frozen on her headphones, so you'll probably hear her in the background. It's a very good chance, if we're still recording when it gets to let it go, that you will hear our daughter belting out the high notes. <laughs> like you do. Um, So this is a holiday special. We're here in December. Um, and for this holiday special, we're focusing on mistletoe. We are. So mistletoe is a magical plant that makes everyone kiss. Am I remembering that correctly? Uh, the spear, it's got spores that when they get in your nose, you just got to kiss. No. Like love potion number nine, but in mistletoe form. Do you have any personal experience with mistletoe? Uh, Yeah, I have this weird memory of like somebody at my church when I was growing up. Like selling sprigs of mistletoe for like a dollar or something. Okay. And my mom would buy one or two and hang up in the house. So there was always a piece right at the bottom of the stairs in our house, like hanging up on the edge of a shelf. Okay. In our house. Okay. Like at Christmas. Not all the time, mind you, just at Christmas. Right. My mom had a little fake mistletoe plant. Um, so it was like the mistletoe sprigs kind of hung down mm-hmm. and then there was like this decorative um embroidered like ball thing on a string that she would kind of like push pin to the ceiling uh-huh uh but like we largely ignored it yeah that's the thing is <laughs> I, I i as we were talking about doing this episode right and we have you know as you might imagine, we got like 25, 30 questions and they all boiled down to the same question. <laughs> the same couple. Kissing. And the thing is, is like, I can't ever remember that. Like, every, I think it's the kind of thing where it's like, at least for me, everybody always acknowledged, like, oh, mistletoe, you got a kiss. And I don't remember and anyone ever, ever doing it. it. Yeah. yeah. I think. I think it's easier to follow the tradition when it's real mistletoe, but when it's fake mistletoe, like... I've only ever seen it in my own personal life utilized for people who were already in a relationship with someone. Oh, okay, yeah. Like it being like a cute thing of like, we're under the mistletoe, right? Come here, give us this kiss. I don't... Yeah. Maybe I'm just was going to the wrong parties when I was eight or whatever, (laughs) but like I don't ever remember it being like a, hey, stranger... Let's kiss. Yeah. 
So, but I will also say, oh, okay. your mom probably went about it the better way of having fake mistletoe because maybe this is a spoiler for what we're going to talk about later. It's incredibly poisonous. Yes, it uh, is. And I think about now that we have two dogs and a three-year-old and a cat in mm-hmm. our house. The idea of bringing real mistletoe in our house just seems like I'm saying there's too many small things in here. Yeah, not only is it poisonous, it's a parasitic plant. Yes. So it can't really exist on its own. What it does is it spreads to trees um, and lives in kind of a ball on a tree branch. Um, and it gets spreads a- spread around by bird poops. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's got those bright red berries, right? And well, we'll talk about that too. Okay. It does have berries, right? Um, but berries they- in general are a thing that are. Uh, so, uh, listen, I'm not going to brag. I took Bonnie in college. I paid a little attention. That berries, uh, if you see a berry like on a tree or a bush or anything, it's usually to attract birds or squirrels or something along those lines to eat it and then poop out the seeds to exactly. spread the plant. Exactly. Um, also, as I understand it, mistletoe is an invasive species. Indeed, it does. It reproduces and spreads so widely, like all around the world. This is part of its like mythology, right? Okay. It's the fertility deal. Okay. It's just everywhere, and you can't get rid of it, and it's like pervasive. So that is why. Uh, it's often used to represent fertility and uh, as an aphrodisiac. But I mean, like, don't eat it. Don't eat it. It's don't not eat it. <laughs> it's more the sight, right? It is one of the few things I could think of where you're actually better off eating like a fake wax version of it than eating the real thing. I don't think people make fake wax arsenic. So I'm sticking with. <laughs> I'd rather eat fake mistletoe than real mistletoe. Hashtag 2019. Right. And then also in some cultures, it is a symbol of strength because you really just you can't get rid of it. It's it. Oh, see, I thought it was like a thing because, okay, doesn't it have red berries? And the Vikings believed like is because it was like dipped in the blood of your enemies or something. It can have red berries. Okay. I feel like I heard that somewhere. Please do not quote me on it. I'm not the researcher of the couple. <laughs> um, but so, so, and it lasts through the winter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, then give me holly any day. Holly lasts through the winter, right? It's way prettier, <laughs> I think. <laughs> the holly and the ivy. We were just talking the other day. Man, this is going to be a weird rambly episode for me, I guess. I guess. But we were talking the other day about what's your favorite weird Christmas song, or I guess I should say favorite weird holiday song. And for me, it's holly and the ivy, or uh, the, what's the... The ivy green, the holly green. That's the Christmas in Killarney. Christmas in Killarney yeah. from Rankin Bass. I don't know why I enjoy that song so much. It's a great I, song. It's, it's got, a good dancing song. Yeah, it's got a great beat. Okay, back to mistletoe. Uh, it is actually a hybrid of two Anglo-Saxon words. Uh, it's kind of yeah gross. Oh, uh, mistleton or missile, which means dung, uh-huh. and tan. Which means stick. So it's a dung stick. It's poop on a stick. Why is that? Now why is that? Hey, now why is that? Okay, well, you already touched on it, right? Because 
when birds eat the berries uh-huh. and they fly over the trees, they release the berries in their poop and it lands on the trees. And then it grows. And then it grows. Oh, okay. That actually makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yep. That's why. Poop on a stick. <clears throat> if that's not romantic, I don't know what is. I know, right? So far, I've heard nothing romantic about this plant. Yeah. We're not going to get to anything romantic, are we? Oh, just a touch. Okay. Just a touch. Okay. Um, we got this in a question about um, what what can I use for mistletoe? What can I use instead? Yeah, instead. Yeah, yeah. Because, like we said, it's an invasive plant, and it's real form. It's poisonous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yes, 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 yes. It's hard to find anybody who's like mistletoe. I love that stuff. Well, so who sent that question in? Uh, that was from at Nerpitude. Great. Um, the truth is, there are over a thousand kinds of mistletoe. So, if you find something that has white or red or green berries and a roundy kind. Kind of oblong leaf. Yeah. You can use that and say it's mistletoe. It yeah, listen. Is. Hear, hear, hear <laughs> me now, folks. I'm going to say nine out of ten people, if you hang up some like holly and say it's mistletoe, done. Like, I, well, so, okay. I do want to make a distinguishing characteristic I know they're not the same. between saying. the two visually. Okay. okay. So, holly um, has leaves that are jaggedly edged. Correct. Yeah. Right? Kind of like. Scalloped, yeah, exactly, and the berries are often quite close to the leaves. Um, when you are looking for mistletoe or a mistletoe substitute, um, the berries are usually at the end of like a stick, and it's more of a sprig, right? Sure, yeah, and then the leaves are rounded in kind of an oblong shape. Yes, and there's always fake. You can always go fake. Yes, please go fake. But you can white berries. Red berries, green berries, even. Crunch berries. No. So you can practically go to whatever your craft store is of choice and find anything that fits your decor that you like. Yeah. I mean, really. So if you can't, quote, find mistletoe, just expand your mind. Yeah. And redefine what mistletoe is. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> so, here is, here's a fun fact uh, about why we are advocating um, fake mistletoe. Okay. Uh, so, the plant has poisonous amines. Yes. And eating it can cause vomiting. Oh, boy. Stomach pain. Mm. And it was actually thought originally that mistletoe tea could cure epilepsy and other ailments, but when people drank too much, they straight up died. So, huh. So, huh. This is like yeah. a thing they talk a lot about on on uh, Sawbones, of like, you would think at that point they would go, you know what? Maybe this doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe this isn't it. Maybe we should stop doing this one. Yeah. So it's very poisonous. Um, I do not recommend bringing it into your home. Mm. Please go to your craft store. Yes. If you choose to decorate with mistletoe. Plus, once again, not to hammer this point home anymore. 
but people should not be growing it on purpose. It is a parasite and it is invasive. It should not be grown as like a harvest crop. Agreed. All right. But birds, bees, butterflies, it's great for them. So Birds do it. Bees oh, do no. it. Oh, no. Don't even. Okay. okay. So I guess that's a good segue because why do we like it? Why? You know what? I'm dying to find out. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? All right. We would like to write a thank you note in part to our sponsor, Quip, this week. Listen, in this house, we love Quip. We all use it. They even have kids' brushes that we're going to start using for BB here pretty soon. Uh, You know, she's still got a little toddler mouth. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Got a bad case, a little toddler mouth. But uh, a little bit older, we're going to switch her to that kids' Quip. Uh, We love it because here's the thing. You're supposed to brush two minutes every time you brush. Do you do it? Because here's the thing, you might think, yeah, two minutes, that sounds about right. That's what I thought until I started using Quip. It has a built-in timer to let you know when two minutes is up, and it pulses every 30 seconds to tell you to switch to a different area of your mouth. I was not doing enough time. And so, and not only does it have that built-in timer, it also has gentle, sensitive sonic vibration, so it doesn't feel like it's beating up your gums. Um, And they now have a Quip floss dispenser that comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. That's right. Now Quip has floss. It's the whole mouth clean you've been looking for. It's Quip. Plus, even better, Quip delivers fresh refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over three million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at just $25. So if you go to getquip.com slash manners right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash schmanners. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash schmanners. Quip, the good habits company. Schmanners is also sponsored in part this week by Native Deodorant. It's a formula of deodorant that contains really simple ingredients. uh, Things like tapioca starch. Coconut oil, shea butter, things like that. Oh, yeah. Um, But it is formulated without uh, aluminum, parabens, and talc. So um, you can use this. uh, And oh, wait, it also comes in a baking soda free formula, which is important for some people too. Um, You can use it every day and feel good about using it. It also has some really great scents. Coconut and vanilla. I love that one. That's a good one. The lavender and rose. I'm I'm into cucumber and mint these days. Mm. I'm enjoying it. Um, and so the special offer that they have given our lovely Schmanners fanners is you can get 20% off your first purchase when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code Schmanners. At checkout. So nativedeodorant.com with promo code Schmanners for 20% off of your first purchase. Uh, we also have a Jumbotron this week. Ahem. Officer Mugen was proud to take the hero exam and become one of the five cities caped crusaders. But once he meets his new partner, the weird and wily junk man, the fateful duo are drawn into a web of intrigue in the cities that never sleep. The Brothers Pym proudly present City Limits, an actual play podcast. 
Join James, Ryan, and Michael, three good friends and two actual brothers, for a dungeon world adventure in a world of mystery and magic. Look for City Limits on your podcatcher or head to at Brothers Pim, P-I-M-M, on Twitter and Instagram. We interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast. That's right. We got this with Mark and Hal. That's correct, Mark. This is Hal. We do the hard work for you, settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends. So tune in every week on the Maximum Fun Network for We Got This with Mark and Hal. And all your questions will be asked and answered. You're welcome. All right. That's enough of that. We got this. Okay. So why... Why? Why? Why mistletoe? Why? Why mistletoe? Why okay. ask why mistletoe? So, um, ancient civilizations all over the world believed that mistletoe had everything from magical healing properties to protection from evil spirits to uh, just like general good luck business, right? Some traditions went so far as to dictate that uh, mistletoe needed to be harvested under the moonlight with a golden sickle and caught in a white cloth. Yeah. Oh, see, that's the problem. I was using a cream cloth. Oh. Oh. It must also never touch the ground or its magic is lost. And uh, the Vikings may have believed it could bring people back from the dead, but jury's out on that one when it didn't work. Okay, that, once again, seems like an easy-to-test thing. Yeah. Like like you said, this runs into sawbones a little bit, because, like, the first time it doesn't work, you'll be like, whoop. Maybe well, not. but then you're like, oh, did it touch the ground? Oh. Did you oh, d- use the right cloth? Did you have the golden sickle? Right. Under the moonlight. Uh, was also, in no Norse, clouds? Norse mythology, uh, uh, mistletoe was used to kill Boulder, which I mm. know in part thanks to God of War. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it uh, basically it was like an Achilles kind of deal where oh, okay. Freya uh, had... Him blessed for everything except mistletoe. Uh, I guess the mistletoe just didn't seem like a big enough of a threat. Uh, And then that was what was used to kill him. Okay. Yeah. Vikings weren't the only ones. Uh, The Celtic Druids used it in their uh, religious ceremonies. That tracks. They believed that the mistletoe, especially a particularly rare species that grew on oak trees, had sacred powers, including uh, the ability to heal, heal illness, protect against nightmares, and even predict the future. Okay. So during the summer and winter solstices, they would do a mass collection and then would decorate it in their home with their homes, excuse me, decorate their homes with it during Yuletide, which was part of the original pagan festival to honor Odin. Which then became Christmas when it was. Okay. I'm going to get to that. You know, I wonder how much I like just doing a little bit of deductive reasoning. I wonder how much of like the incorporation of mistletoe as a thing to be collected came from the fact that it was an invasive parasitic thing. So it's like, well, we need to be out like cutting it off anyways. So why not make it a thing to encourage people to cut it off and say like, it's magical and great. So you really should get out there and cut it off of trees, huh? I wonder if there was a bit of that too. Or maybe it was just like, because it was parasitic and invasive, it was like, this is all over the place. Maybe it's something. Maybe. 
Maybe. Um, another Nordic legend. There's a Nordic les- uh, legend where mistletoe was a favorite part of Frigga, often identified with Freya, uh, the goddess of love's sort of uh, mythos. And Odin's wife. Um, the myth was that she went all around to the living things in nature yes. and asked them not to harm her son, but she forgot. Her son, Balder. Uh-huh. But she forgot mistletoe. Yes. She forgot mistletoe. So Loki, uh, you know, the, the way he is. The trickster. Shot her son with an arrow carved from mistletoe. And she wept over her son's body underneath a tree that was covered in mistletoe. And her tears uh-huh. created the white berries. Oh. Uh, and this somehow translates into her being able to revive her son. Um, sure. And out of gravi- gratitude, for the plant, she decreed that mistletoe would never again be used as a weapon and that she would place a kiss on anyone who passed under it. Oh. Maybe this is why we kiss on our mistletoe. I mean, listen, that seems pretty one for one to me. That seems pretty connected. Okay, but there's also an ancient Roman deal, okay. right? During the festival of Saturnalia, which was to honor the god Saturn. We've talked about this before. Uh-huh. People would kiss under the mistletoe because of the plant's association with fertility. Okay. They uh, And this is when people would decorate their homes in the wintertime to appease the, the gods. Uh-huh. They did everything to appease the gods. Oh, uh, certainly. That was their certainly. whole deal. So, um, now... The reason that we know these things is because they were incorporated during, (laughs) this is great, what our research assistant, Alex, has deemed the great Christian Uh (laughs) rebrand. The church decided it would be easier to convert people if they didn't take away all the fun stuff right away. Yeah. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. so they all happen in all of these, like Yuletide, uh, Saturnalia, all this stuff happen in the last half of December. So they were like, hey, now this is a thing. Merry Christmas. Um, they also did this with Easter, and we've, we've talked about that. Um, and all of these cultures had mistletoe integrated already. So they were like, why not? Yeah. Right? Uh, so, in this great Christian reband, rebrand tradition, you're supposed to hang mistletoe in your doorway to bring good luck and happiness to your home. And it and the tradition also says every couple, so this is why it's supposed to be a, um, a monogamous thing, right? Every couple, instead of just random strangers, we were talking about this earlier, um, every couple who kisses underneath it will have a long, happy life and marriage. Okay. Uh, and if you neglect the ritual, you get bad luck. Oh, bummer. Um, and this bad luck then translated into if a single lady. All the single ladies? All the single ladies. Uh, if they stand under the mistletoe and are not kissed, they won't get married that year. Oh, okay. That must be awkward if your partner stops under the mistletoe and you're like, honey, let's kiss. And he's like, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, what if it, oh. So this, that particular little nugget 
um, was taken advantage of during the Victorian era. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is where all of our Christmas comes from. All of our Christmas comes from. Um, and so there was actually proper etiquette for a gentleman. Of course there was. Of course there was. Yeah. This is the Victorians. Um, was expected to kiss a lady of refinement underneath the mistletoe. So much so that there is a book called Decking the Halls, the Folklore and Traditions of Christmas Plants by Linda Allen. Um, check that out. That's very interesting. That actually does sound really cool. Um, a man was expected to pluck one berry from the plant while kissing a lady on the cheek. Uh-huh. One kiss was allowed for each berry he plucked. But when the berries were gone, no more kissing. Okay. Um, so, like, that's part of the tradition as far as, like, when the berries are gone, it loses its, quote, uh, magic powers. Uh-huh. But also, this plays into the sexual repression of Victorians. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> Thank goodness. An excuse to kiss upon the cheek. Um, it goes both ways, though. If, quote, a girl refused to kiss... Um, then not only would they be cut off from marriage proposals for at least a year, many would also snub their noses, uh, at her, remarking that she'd probably wind up an old maid. Ah, bummer. You hate to hear that. So isn't this so funny? We, we talk a lot about the sexual repression of Victorian England, uh, society in general, but then if, then there's this strange... Not even strange, predictable dichotomy of if the lady doesn't partake, then what she's- What a prude. What a pr- yeah. What a prude. She's frigid. Eye-rolling commence. By the way, every time we talk about uh, Victorian repression, I'm going to bring this series up on Audible with Stephen <laughs> Fry narrating called Victorian Secrets. That's all about like the actual underbelly stuff and the stuff that was going on under the repression. Uh, it's fascinating and really well produced. Like they, they, it, there's acted out sequences. It's really well sound designed. Highly recommend. So let's get down to the Brass actual. Tacks. The actual etiquette surrounding mistletoe today. Okay. Um, and here is the first one because it is the most important. You can forget all this etiquette stuff and uh, really just put this one word in your mind. Consent. 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 I wish that I could yell it like Oprah. Yeah. But I can't. No, no. No. Would- Insert in your own minds, consent. listeners, consent, but yelled like Oprah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So if mistletoe is involved, maybe don't kiss someone who isn't your partner yeah. or hasn't openly invited you to kiss them. Or that you don't want to kiss. Don't egg people on if they don't want to kiss. This don't, isn't middle school. Don't pressure And even people. in middle school, don't pressure people or egg people on. Make, don't make people uncomfortable. Don't be a creepy weirdo. Yeah. Um, and then you can you can take care of all the etiquette surrounding yep. mistletoe. Um, but here we go. If you want both parties who are consenting to take want, place hey, in the tradition. Here's an idea. I have an idea. 
2019. Okay. okay. Let's treat mistletoe like every other single holiday tradition. Like if somebody doesn't want to take part in a white elephant gift exchange, you wouldn't walk up to them and force a gift into their hands, would you? No, they're not participating in the gift exchange, right? Like, let's do that. If somebody doesn't want to sing Christmas carols, you wouldn't make fun of them for that, would you? No, they don't want to go caroling. So let's treat it like every other tradition that exists and let people opt in or opt out based on their own will. Yes. Now, etiquette. Okay, so uh, customarily it's hung in doorways. Mm -hmm. So if you want to decorate your home, a doorway is the place to put it. Um, When partaking in the tradition, keep it PG, friends. Yeah. You know, be cute and romantic. And uh, and I'll leave the don'ts to you. Yeah, you can fill in. Uh, So also, it's not a portable kissing booth. Okay, so like... Don't hang it on your hat or your shirt or, or Don't anything. Be gross. Don't be gross. Um, it belongs in the doorway, and we're respectful of that. Um, it does not belong at an office party, no. a, a professional environment. No. Again, this is something where um, it, you know, it toes that line between friendly and uh and professional like we don't cross that no (laughs) so don't bring it to an office party also don't don't loiter under it yeah um if you hang out under the mistletoe you're a creep there probably uh, people will find a way around you um and if anyone else is being weird to you about mistletoe Call them out about it. Yeah. This is a question, by the way, from AJ. What's a proper, efficient response to someone slash people not taking your no thanks when getting caught under the mistletoe? Say, you are making me uncomfortable. Certainly. And if you would if you would care to spout any of these facts that I've given you, those are usually a turn off too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean the dung branch? Yeah, the poop oh, stick. Oh, Todd, you want me to kiss you under the dung branch? I'd rather <laughs> not for a lot of reasons, Todd. The fact that you aren't listening to my protestations is making me uncomfortable. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go anywhere else. Perfect. Um... And then, so also, you feel free with a lot of these uh, made-up traditions, right? Uh, If you want to participate, but don't want to touch anybody on the lips or the face, uh, why not give air kisses? Why not high-five? Right. You know, any of that stuff. Um, It can even just be a hug. Right. Any of that stuff. Or just finger guns Mm -hmm. or elbows or whatever you want to do. And it doesn't even have to be a romantic thing. Kiss your best friend on the cheek. Shower your baby cousin in kisses. Bring your dog under the mistletoe and kiss her until she jumps away from you. Well, or if it's Buttercup, until you jump away from her. (laughs) Until you jump away from her. Um, You know, and so it's, it's so much cuter and more inclusive when you just shower a consenting person with affection, it doesn't yes. have to be kisses, hugs, butterfly kisses. You don't force kisses. someone to do something you don't want to do. Exactly. Consent, consent. Oprah yells consent. One do we last have a question. GIF of that? A GIF of- oh, yes, definitely. GIF, um, yes. One last question from Ashton. If you decide to decorate with mistletoe for tradition, are you implying you want to open the door for smooching? I want mistletoe, but I don't want to awkwardly decline kisses. Here would be my advice. 
you could do, uh, if you're going to decorate, right, and you're, like, having a party, put up a fun sign that says, like, yes, this is mistletoe. But in this house, and, like, include the, like, don't force anyone to do what they don't want to do. Or we give high fives. We give high fives, right? Like, the thing about traditions are this, Ashton, and this is something we touch on, I think, every time we do any kind of, like, traditional episode. Traditions exist because somebody said, this is how I want to celebrate it. And enough other people said, oh, that makes sense to me, and I'm comfortable with that, that they picked up on it, right? That's what it is. Sure. There was never a time where suddenly everyone woke up and implanted in everybody's mind was a tradition, right? It starts with one family or whatever and takes over. So if you want to start a new tradition of how to celebrate with mistletoe in your house, that is your prerogative, and you have the power to do that. So do it. Also, another good way, if you want to decorate with mistletoe, that's great. Maybe you like the way it looks. Just don't hang it where people can stand under it. Yeah, don't make a deal out of it. Uh, so if you you know, want to make a garland of mistletoe, put it on a bookshelf or a wall or something yeah. where no one can get underneath it. Yes. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us. Thank you uh, so much. Um, if you have ideas for episodes, you can email us, schmanderscast at gmail.com. Oh, also, this is an important announcement. So, Teresa is about 35 weeks pregnant when you hear yeah. this. Uh, so, that baby's going to be coming soon. Uh, when that happens, uh, we're going to take a little bit of maternity and paternity leave. Uh, and so, we'll probably be re-airing uh, old episodes to fill in those weeks that we're gone. Uh, so, if there's any, like, classic favorites that you absolutely love and that you think, like, hey, it's been a while and I think people should hear that again, let us know. You can email us or tweet at us, at SchmanersCast. Uh, go to Maximum Fun and check out all the other amazing episodes, all the other amazing shows. Uh, we mentioned Sawbones. They just put up a really fun one this week. Uh we won't say what it's about, but go look. Your girl is good. It's fun and topical. It's a little more adult than some of their other things. Yes, it's topical and fun, and you will like it. Um, also, uh, go check out uh, Family. That's where all the McElroy different productions are. And all the McElroy projects uh, for... Uh, helping people out during the holidays. Um, it's a McElroy-adjacent po- project to do Mabim Bam Angels. Um, and also Candle Nights is a very philanthropic idea. Um, there are Candle Night Stars that you can participate in if you cannot attend Candle Nights. So just check all that out. Um, and let's see, what else? Um, well, always thank you to Brent Brentofloss Black for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Bruja Betta, Betty, excuse me, Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for our cover picture of the Fan Run Facebook group. Uh, lots of questions coming down the pike these days for holiday stuff. Um, so if you are a fan of our podcast and you would like to meet uh, give and get excellent advice from other fanners. You can join that Facebook group, Manners Fanners. Uh, and also, thank you to our research assistant, Alex, without whom, well, I don't know how do we do it. So thank you so much for your help on this episode. Uh, and I think that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.